We're back. This is a, this is a, um, what was I going to say? It's oh, a double. Thank you. It's a double recording today for us. Yeah, we also just spent 20 minutes in between the podcast talking about The Bachelorette. I know, talking about The Bachelorette party, which you guys have been hearing about for weeks. And, like, it's actually finally coming up for us. So you'll hear about yeah. it maybe about a month after the fact. But say lobby. Yeah. So Lobby. Lobby. Uh, and so, anyway, welcome back to Oddities, everybody. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And welcome back to Strangetown. And welcome new residents of Strangetown. Also, welcome everybody who's, like, started to follow along on social media. We'd love to have you. Yeah, hiya. Also, hey, thanks, hi. thanks everyone for the messages and all the oh my follows. God. And... So nice, the kind words. It, it makes, like, I can't tell you how happy we get when we receive those messages. I mean, It's it, so nice. It's so freaking nice. It's just To hear from, like, come, I mean, you're all the odd fam, but to hear from strangers, you know, essentially strangers, it's, yeah. it's like crazy. So we love it's it. It's so nice to watch the odd fam grow. You guys are the best. We love you guys. And, um... Oh, as, speaking of social... Oh, no. Low battery. I better get what my... What is? Your phone? Yeah, I better get my... I think I need a new phone soon. It's not It's not feeling well these days. Let me just grab my charger real fast. Stand by. Okay. Whoa. There, there it is. So, I have an iPhone 6S. Old as hell. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's time. But my phone for work is an iPhone 11. It's very nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm a little bit of a techie, so I always get the new iPhone. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I love it. I'm trying to find, like, a deal, but there's, like, never really any deals. There, There's going to be coming up when they release the newest phone. When are they releasing it? I think September. Okay. I can wait. We can make it till September. It's already August. <laughs> Your phone's like, cha-chug, cha-chug. Hang in there, you. I know. And I like, I'm such an asshole to it. I like toss it on the couch and I like, <laughs> whatever. We've got an otter box on it. Anyway, uh, speaking, going back a minute, speaking of social media, you can find our information in the box below, as well as a link to our merch shop and our Patreon. You can donate as low as a dollar a month to our show. Thank you so much to those of you who do. And you get a bonus episode every week. If you are a patron. Every Wednesday you get to see our faces. Lucky you. And we talk some shit. We do. It. Those are a blast. We are a hoot. I'm just going to say it, everybody. We are. That's true. Yeah. Also, if if this is a little soundbite, we got very scared using a Ouija board. Go subscribe to Patreon to find out. You'd love it. So, um, yeah, man, how are you? It's It's, you know... It's been a while, not. It sure has. Yeah, so we're, like we said, we're recording back-to-back. Uh, I'm good. If you listened to last week, you know that I accepted a job offer, which by the time this comes out, I'm going to be in it, I'm pretty sure. Whoop, whoop, hope it's going well. Yeah, I'm very excited. It sounds really dope. And, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, what I'm even watching these days. A ton of Olympics, and that's really been it. Cause, that's like, cool. I'm not and, well, and season two of Ted Lasso came out, which is incredible, of course. But uh, yeah, it's just been mostly the Olympics because you know they only happen every four years, and I think at this point it's been five. So yeah, chickity check but, it. Yeah, what's going on with you? What else is new? 
School, school, school. But by the time this comes out, finals are done. So that's nice. Um, finals, finals, finals. Finals, finals, finals. Work. Wedding planning, but this Delta variant's concerning. So please, everybody, get it together so I can finally get married. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't know. Gang, like, get vaccinated, man. Yeah, just just what, do it, dude. What, what are we doing here? Yeah. And, um... What else do we have on the docket? I mean, I'm like I said, I'm super excited because the bachelorette party's coming up, and then the following week, Corey mm-hmm. and I are doing like a little mini getaway. So that's that's yeah. You have two really exciting weekends coming up. I know, I'm pumped. And then shortly after that is my bridal shower, so that's cool too. Lots of fun things. Fun things, and my dress fitting, and yeah. So whoop whoop whoop. Toot toot. That's it. And uh, that's it. This is a much shorter introduction than our last. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about vitamins. Holy moly! Yeah. So if you're if you're really keen to hear my vitamin regimen, you know, check out our last episode. But also for some yeah. cool topics. So yeah, there you go. Um, I have like a very fun topic this week. It's a little shorter, but it's a very interesting okay. person. Would you yeah. like to go first and melt our minds, or should we close with a mind melter? Let Let's close with a mind melt because I feel like this is going to prompt a lot of conversation. Oh Lord. Okay. All right, so my topic today is Aloha Wanderwell. This is I a person? This is a person. I That's love a that. dope name. I love that. So uh, she was a Canadian-American internationalist explorer, author, filmmaker, and aviator. In the oh. 1920s, still a teenager, she traveled 380,000 miles across 80 countries, becoming the first woman to circumnavigate the globe in a Ford 1918 Model T. Beginning when she was just 16, the journey took five years from 1922 to 1927 to complete. And the newspapers called her the Amelia Earhart of the open road. Oh, so I'm in love with her. Got it. Love (laughs) it. You know how I feel about Amelia. My girl Amelia. Big time. Now I'm going to add Aloha to the list because she's great. Also Aloha. But that's not really her name. That was just like her her name that she went by. I've got the story in here. I got the scoop, everybody. So... (laughs) It's hot off the press. <laughs> the, the early origins of Aloha. <laughs> so her name was actually Idris Galsha Welsh. Uh, she was born on October 13th, 1906 in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Ah, Manitoba. <laughs> uh, to a Margaret Jane Headley and Robert Welsh. Um, when Ooh. her mother married, <clears throat> let's see, her mother married somebody named Herbert Hall in 1909. And her name was then changed to Idris Hall. Idris or Idris, I don't know. But her stepfather... I don't know, but that's, that's kind of a dope name for a girl. It is cool, yeah. And her stepfather was a developer and rancher on Vancouver Island, and the family lived in Parksville and Duncan. None of this means anything to me because I'm not that familiar with Canada. Sorry, Canadian listeners. But anyway, yeah. 1914, start of the First World War. Her stepfather oh joins the Canadian Expeditionary Force, and after arriving in England, was transferred to the British Army and made a lieutenant in the Durham Light Infantry. And then the family. Or as the British say, a lieutenant. For sure. And then, let's see, the family. So Idris and her sister, um, Mickey, and their mother followed him to Europe. And they traveled around to England, Belgium, and France. And then June 1917, uh, Herbert was killed in combat, which is oh, very sad. Oh, yikes. During this time, she, had, um, she attended boarding schools in Europe. Um, and then, so let's talk about kind of like... How do we get into this, these shenanigans and everything else? So she begins, she begins her adventuring career when she met her traveling companion, Walter Cap Wanderwell, in 1922. 
Oh they, my God. they married in 1925. They had two children. Um, as they continued to travel the world, Aloha Wanderwell performed on stage, giving travel lectures against the backdrop of a silent movie, car and camera around the world. And the Wanderwells made films of their travels on 35mm nitrate and 16mm film, which are now held in the archives of the Library of Congress and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Isn't that cool? That's so fucking cool. It is said that um, Walter Wanderwell, so who became her husband, he radiated star quality on screen and electrified lecture audiences. Um, and then she began to become the lecturer, and she had the same situation. Like She was just like captivating. Like Everybody mm-hmm. was in love with her. They loved her tales of the road. Um, and then she directed and appeared in 11 films, mostly in the 20s and 30s, which are oh. now, like I said, they're in the archives. And she's known as, quote, quote a true independent filmmaker. And this is from Mike Mason, the curator of the library's moving image section. Uh, let's see. She created and distributed her own films, presenting them on the lecture circuit, continually re-editing them throughout her career, which is very cool. Whoa. So here's just a little, a little taste of their expedition. Uh, she was stranded in Brazil for six weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. And during this time, she lived among the Bororo people and made the earliest film documentation of them. Very cool, right? Uh, in th- This woman's cool as hell. I know. And then in 1932, like, her husband was, was shot and tragically killed on their yacht. And I'm, I'm going to get to oh. all of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to everything. So anyway, here's their expedition, right? So 1921, Walter Wanderwell, born with a very different name, by the way. He was Polish. He was born Valerian Johan Pigzinski. Whoa. How we get Walter Wanderwell from that? I don't know. But anyway. He's no capturing, excuse me, he's capturing headlines with something called the Million Dollar Wager, which is a round-the-world endurance race between two teams racing these Ford Model Ts to see which team could visit the most countries. He was considered controversial. He had been jailed in the U.S. during World War I on suspicion of being a German spy, <laughs> but, okay. was re- but, but was released in 1918. Um, and he was inspired by his meeting with the League of Nations, uh, and around 1930, he forms his own organization called Work Around the World Educational Club, or WAWEC. Hmm. In 19, cool. 1922, Idris is 16. She applies for a job as a mechanic and filmmaker as the team motored around in 1917 Model T's. Um, and after, I know. After responding to an advertisement that read, quote, Brains, Beauty, and Breaches, World Tour offers four lucky young women wanted to join an expedition. Asia, Africa, and so she met with Captain Wanderwell, who was Walter, in Paris, and secures a seat on the expedition. And she serves as the expedition's translator, driver, and filmmaker. Um, let's see, and filmmaker, and took on the name Aloha Wanderwell, even though Walter was still married at the time. Uh, oh. Idris, Idris quickly becomes uh, the face of the expedition, and then she captures her adventures in a series of the travel like travelogues, basically. I love that she was a driver, too. Yeah, like a mechanic, and yeah, yeah. Like all awesome things. So, like I said, she becomes the first woman to drive around the world, beginning and ending her journey in uh, Nice, France, between December 29th, 1922, and January 1927. Um, let's see. Yeah, and so she, the, the first woman to truly circumnavigate navigate the world in an automobile, automobile at all, was Harriet White Fisher, and that was from 1909 to 1910. But she used a chauffeur and did not drive herself, so... I mean, that's kind of... 
that's kind of baller in its own right. Right. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it was the, the tour itself was partially sponsored by the Ford Motor Company, um, but it also sustained itself through filming and travel lectures, uh, ranging from Africa through the Middle East onto Asia. In Calcutta, um, in India in 1924, their tour crosses paths with planes from the first aerial circumnavigation, and Idris filmed their meeting. Very cool. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so let's see. 1930 and 1931, this is when she encounters with the Bororo people in Brazil. Um, let's see. She learned to fly a German seaplane called Junker that she would later land on an uncharted part of the Amazon River. <laughs> um, when they By travel- the way, Junker is an oh, amazing name for a dog. <laughs> I, yes, I love that. Anyway, they traveled to the state of uh, Mato Grosso in Brazil. They set up camp um, at a ranch and were ostensibly searching for the lost explorer Colonel Percival Harrison Fawcett, who was looking for the legendary lost city of Z. This sounds, this sounds familiar. We covered Z. It sure does. Yeah. Um, they made several flights with a seaplane, once running out of fuel on the Paraguay River and receiving help from the Bororo people. And the crew's cameraman hmm. filmed a ceremonial dance, a first contact scenario with villagers, and Bororo men experiencing sympathetic labor pains. Cool, oh, right? That um, is. Yeah. So anyway, it, they turned it into a 32-minute silent film. And it's preserved in the Smithsonian Institution's Human Studies Film Archives. Jeez. So let me get to their, their marriage, right? So they get married. Uh, let's see. They arrive in the U.S. in 1925. She marries Walter in California. Their marriage prevented the FBI from ar- arresting, <laughs> arresting oh, Wanderwell boy. under the Mann Act, which was a law that prohibits transporting women across state lines for immoral purposes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, By the time of her next expedition from Cape Town to Cairo in 1926, like I said, they'd been married. This time, uh, she helped him, like, improvise along the way. They used kerosene for gasoline. They crushed bananas to grease the gears and water and elephant fat for engine oil. Um, She gives birth to their daughter, Valry, and their son, Niall. Uh, And then they just continue through their travels. They sail. They do all kinds of things. Um, And, you know, they just... They saw, like, crazy shit across the world. And then hmm. thing, things kind of crashed down a little bit in 1932. They purchase a yacht called oh. Car- Karma. Uh, <laughs> sure is. But spelled with a C. Anyway. Oh, boo. They're intending to document their voyage to the South Seas. Okay. Uh, December 5th, 1932, the day before they were to embark, Walter was murdered on the yacht in the harbor near Long Beach, California. Um, William James Guy, a member of their 1931 expedition to South America. Yes, that's his name. That's the stupidest name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he attempted mutiny on a previous voyage, and he was tried for the crime. Uh, Interesting. But he, but he had an alibi and was acquitted by the, jur- the jury and then the, how, and the judge. How do you have an alibi for mutiny? I don't know. Just I don't a question. know. Uh, no, for the murder that night. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yes. There was also another man, Edward Eugene Fernando Montague, who was briefly considered a suspect, but was never charged. And basically what Doesn't happened... does that guy sound like royalty? His name? Yeah, he, that sounds fake. But anyway... It does. They, they, so they were all on the boat. The kids were sleeping. And a stranger wearing a long gray coat boards and asks to see Walter. And mm-hmm. a group of would-be passengers who were waiting for the boat to sail directed the man to, to the room where he basically would like study maps for the trips and everything else. Um, and soon after, they hear shots. Uh, some ran onto the fog-bound deck looking for the stranger. Others found Walter slumped against a banquet and fatally shot. 
with a single bullet in his back. Lord. I know. So that's uh, super sad. And then later in life, she remarries a Walter Baker in Louisiana. They travel to New Love Zealand. The Walter. Big time. Uh, they travel to New Zealand, Australia, Hawaii, India, Cambodia, Wyoming, and Indochina. And Aloha later recounts being surrounded by five herds of elephants and having to shoot their way out. That's, that makes me sad. That makes me so sad. So sad. Um, and she continues to give lectures. And during this period, she writes an, auto, uh, an autobiographical account of her travels called Call to Adventure. It was published in 1939 and republished in 2012. They settle in Cincinnati. And it's like, why? Like, of all the places you've been, you pick Cincinnati. But, okay. And then she worked in radio broadcasting. Um, mm. and, and a little bit of print journalism. And then, yeah, they, they, then they move to California. And she gives her final performance for 150 family members and guests with Dr. Pete Lee, curator at the Natural History Museum in Los Angeles in 1982. And she dies June 4th, 1996. Wow. And that's Aloha Wanderwell. Isn't she crazy? It's amazing to me who we don't learn about. Why? You know what I mean when I say like, that? She's up there with Amelia. Like, why is this shit not covered? I mean, yeah. Aloha, I mean, Amelia Earhart gets mentioned, but like, why is Aloha, like, I had no knowledge of this person until I just randomly stumbled upon it. Like, I, I don't understand. Also, I guess he, because he was a controversial figure and was, seemed sketchy a little bit. A little sketch alleged. Yeah, I guess because she's tied to him that's why maybe but uh, yeah I it guess. just seems weird that it's like this is a female traveler in a time when there weren't any mechanic filmmaker i mean like yeah. all of this shit and now her shit's like preserved in like national archives and it's and like, we just don't know anything what? about her we're like what yeah i know so that's wild that's yeah. a wild story She's I, thought you'd enjoy, I thought you'd enjoy her yeah she's so I always feel like I'm like, like I have a book somewhere, obviously I haven't read it, but it's about like the women that have just been lost to history. And I feel like she's one of those women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not necessarily lost. Like they still know that like in the same way that she is, I guess, like there are still a lot of things about her that are preserved and her importance is still there, but because we're just like not taught about these women, which I think is interesting sad. and sad. Yeah. 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 But, um, I knew wow. you'd like her. She's I, wild. She's very cool. I admire her. I admire her adventures. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. She reminded me, uh, you've seen up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, his wife and up. She's yeah. got very much that energy. Yeah. Aloha energy. Yeah, she does. Mm. Well, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Melt us. Is everybody ready? We're ready. So if you guys see the title, which I'm assuming you do, I'm talking about the multiverse. And if you guys have been listening for a long time, you knew this was coming. Oh my god, I can't wait. Hit, hit us with it. This is going to be a very brief overview. Okay. Potentially we'll give it a deep dive another time. But everybody, please strap on your science and philosophy helmets, because it's about to go down. Oh, Okay. So for everyone that doesn't know, the multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists. So the entirety of space, time, matter, energy, information, and the physical laws and the constants that describe them. Okay. The, 
The different universes within the multiverse are called parallel, other, alternate universes, or many worlds. So basically, this is when we say parallel universes or parallel worlds, we're talking about the multiverse, essentially. Okay. Early recorded examples of the multiverse, or the idea of infinite worlds, existed in the philosophy of ancient Greek atomism. I got the word the second time. Atomism. Atomism. Ancient Greek. Wow, 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 wow. And it's that far back, this concept. Mm -hmm. Which, this proposed that infinite parallel worlds arose from the collision of atoms, which is interesting. Okay, makes sense to me. Sure. In the 3rd century BC, the philosopher Chrysippus suggested that the world eternally expired and regenerated, effectively suggesting the existence of multiple universes across time. Hmm. Dope as hell, right? Big time. I like that. The, the concept of the multi, multiple universe becomes a little more defined in the Middle Ages. And in my notes, I go, that's genuinely shocking. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Middle Ages, they were like, we're here and, and th- God. God, more shit's over there and <laughs> yeah. God. And that's yeah. it. Also the, also the plague <laughs> oh, and famine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I feel like they were going through enough. You know? Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. In 1895, American philosopher and psychologist William James used the term multiverse, but in a different context than the way we use it now. But that's when it was like first in the recorded history mm. as that word. Mm-hmm. And in 1952, in Dublin, Erwin Schrödinger, mm-hmm. who I'm sure people we go. Know, yeah, gave a lecture in which he warned his audience that he was about to say something that, quote, might seem lunatic, unquote. That's ah, my favorite okay. thing in the world. Might seem lunatic, yeah. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, Schrödinger's cat is the experiment that he's like kind of referring to. Mm-hmm. So, but he said that, when his equations seemed to describe several different histories, these were, quote, not alternatives, but all really happened simultaneously, unquote. And this sort of duality was called superposition. Okay. So he's, it's all, all these ideas are basically building on the idea of a multiverse. Yeah, yeah, like they're all kind of around the yeah, circumference all, of it. Yeah. Yeah, they line up to it. So science doesn't the science world doesn't necessarily love this idea (laughs) okay all right it's very it seems very divisive which i think is interesting it is because i feel like this is something that the science world would go for but and some people do and some people do not yeah yeah but it's also i think it it blends a lot of philosophy which scientists are like no 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 yeah right (laughs) No, 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 no 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 yeah So physicists are divided about whether any other universe exists outside of our own and that it isn't a legitimate scientific inquiry because it bleeds into philosophy, sort of. Concerns have been raised about whether attempts to exempt the multiverse from experimental verification could erode public confidence in science. Seems fair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And ultimately damage the study of fundamental physics. Okay, that's a real concern. And I understand. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Some have argued that it's a philosophical notion rather than a scientific one because it cannot be empirically falsified. Okay. Again, these are all very good points. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, we love scientists that are like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, and here's why. Yeah. American physicist Paul Steinhardt famously argued that no experiment can rule out 
a theory if the theory provides for all possible outcomes. So basically yep. he's like, you can't test this because anything could be right. So this yeah. isn't fair. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's, it's like a cheat code in a game. It kind of is. Yeah. Remember like on The Sims when you type in Rosebud and like a gazillion dollar signs or something after and then you're just a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you're building the world's biggest pool in the world's smallest house. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And then you right. take out all the ladders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else drown their Sims? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or did anyone else put them in rooms and take the oh, no, doors I out? Because I used to oh, do no. that too. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. No, you're back. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, or like good. if the house caught on fire, like I would just like remove all of the exits. <laughs> <laughs> the Sims is really just like a way for us to be like, what would happen without hurting anyone? <laughs> I know. This is... Wow, this along with whatever I was saying in the last episode is all very concerning to me, actually, now that I think about Ga- it. so Cassie's having a moment. <laughs> I need to lay down after recording. So in 2007, Nobel laureate Steven Weinberg suggested that if the multiverse existed, quote, the hope of finding a rational explanation for the precise values of quark masses and other constants of the standard model that we observe in our Big Bang is doomed for their values would be an accident of the particular part of the multiverse in which we live, unquote. Mm. Now, while that's a fucking wild sentence, mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying. Yeah, I because get Because he's like, any scientific experiment that we perform now is moot because yeah. it's all an accident of the multiverse we're in. So basically, saying that there's a multiverse is essentially like giving the middle finger to scientists because we're like, why are you guys doing anything? Yeah, exactly, which is... Um... I mean, I, I guess I, I get the fear around it all. I really do. Yeah. But I also feel like everything that science does at any time is useful, whether or not we're part of the multiverse. Yeah. We love scientists. We do. We're big fans. I'm one of them. I'm, I, you know, I'm a fan. Big time. Yeah. Right. So I had to say all that because it's a little bit of background. But let's talk about the different kinds of universes that there could be because I love that. Oh, my God. Okay, good. Yes. Here we go. It's about to melt. Oh, good. All right. So this is an idea, and it's called model realism. I think it's... I love it, and it's also hysterical to me. Okay. All right. Some some philosophers, such as David Lewis, believe that all possible worlds exist and that they are just as real as the world we live in. I The reason why I think that's hysterical is because he's like, everything is right and... Anything could happen. I mean, I think I I kind of most identify with that. I mean, I also think that to me is like the concept that Marvel's going in right now. Big big time. Yeah, like this is just Marvel, but a philosopher was like, this could be happening. Yeah, Yeah. they're like, but hold on to your hats, kids, because what if? (laughs) Right. So... We're going to talk about Brian Greene, who's an American theoretical physicist, and he's a string theorist. Mm -hmm. And I also own his book, The Hidden Reality, which is about the multiverse theory, which I always get halfway through and then put down and then have to start over again. Oh, God. Okay. So you're caught in an endless loop there. (laughs) Which aren't we just. Which aren't we all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he says that there are nine types of multiverses. So I'm going to go into those. Oh, good. Okay. There's the quilted which works only in an infinite universe. 
and with an infinite amount of space, every possible event will occur an infinite number of times. However, the speed of light prevents us from being aware of these other identical areas. Well, that sounds right to me because there aren't they finding that the universe is constantly expanding. So therefore, wouldn't it be an infinite universe? Right. Yeah. That theoretically. So that also kind of ties into the other type of multiverse, which is inflationary, which is composed of various pockets in which inflation fields, which are basically inflation fields are basically just insinuating that the Big Bang keeps happening endlessly. Okay. So why not? Yeah. There's various pockets of these basically Big Bangs all the time that keep collapsing and forming new universes with the new Big Bang. Wow. And so are these universes within our own universe or are they outside of our universe? He, he's saying that that they 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 <laughs> we're already melting. Oh no! Oh, he's no. saying that they comprise the multiverse. Okay. All right. In that one. Okay. Okay. This one's a little. Oh boy! I'm gonna take okay. my time with this one. This one's called Brain. B R A N E. Okay. Not like our brain. Not like I our brain. Like that was important. That's good. I'm really glad it's not called that because that would have been. I think like made it scarier. <laughs> I think we would have both just quit. Yeah, and and stay strange. All right, bye, everybody. (laughs) And good night. So this postulates that our entire universe exists on a membrane, which floats in a higher dimension or bulk. Okay. This sounds a lot to me like a god particle kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So in this bulk, there are other membranes with their own universes. These universes can interact with one another, and when they collide, the violence and energy produced is more than enough to give rise to a Big Bang. Okay, so therefore explaining our origin, theoretically. Mm. So the, the brains can basically float or drift near each other in the bulk, and every few trillion years, attracted by gravity or something else, they collide and bang into each other. And this is... This repeated contact gives rise to multiple or cyclical Big Bangs. Yeah, I mean, they could just argue, too, that it's just, like, entropy that would drive them to, like, collide anyway. Just, like, the natural chaos of things. Like, especially if these things are just floating around in the bulk, like, then the natural tendency, if that's insinuating that they're moving. So they don't necessarily need a gravitational pull, per se. They just run into each other. Right. And if, theoretically, if the universe is continuously expanding, like, who knows how many of them are out there? Yeah, right. And then they just keep bumping into each other and making big bangs, which could be making other universes. This is like kind of like also viral theory a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. And it's this, this, this basically hypothesis falls under the string theory umbrella as it requires like extra spatial dimensions, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I, I mean, I don't see why that couldn't be the case. Honestly, like, I don't see why any of these can't be right. Yeah, like, they all seem fine to me, you know? <laughs> now we're going back to model realism where we're like, anything works. Anything's <laughs> fine. So I guess that's where we fall, safely in that bucket. <laughs> we're like, anything could be, and nothing is wrong, and time isn't real. <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool, and you're part of a team. Can you imagine if we're just all on a Lego set? Oh or my we're god. all in a Sims game? Oh my god, please. Or we're all just like some, like, angel's diorama for a science fair. And and they dropped it recently. <laughs> and that's what's happening here. Yeah. And they're like, shit. And they're trying to put it back together quickly and in the middle just, of the night before class. And nothing looks the same. And the glue's running out. And it's all just, yeah, that seems right. Let's go with that. I like, like that explanation. <laughs> honestly, same. Yeah. 
So there's a cyclical theory, which is that multiple brains have collided, causing big bangs, and the universes bounce back and pass through time until they are pulled back together again and they collide, destroying the old contents and creating them anew. Oh, okay. Well, we are all going to die eventually, so. We sure are. We're going to get wiped out, so, you know. Yeah. That got It's heavy. nice and light here on out. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, lighthearted and fun. This is what you came for. Yeah, I told you, man, the multiverse is going to change us all. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So there's another one called Landscape, which relies on string theories, Kalabi Yao spaces, which is like a shape that they think space-time makes. It's mm-hmm. like a particular shape. Mm-hmm. I can't describe it. It looks bizarre. Mm-hmm. But it's a particular space that they think space-time makes. Quantum fluctuations drop the shapes to a lower energy level, creating a pocket with a set of laws different from that of the surrounding space. Hmm. So they think these pockets keep like appearing mm. and that creates multiple universes. I have something crazy to share with you when, when you're done. That's I think it about, fits. I think it fits nicely into all of this. About space time. <laughs> well, it's about space. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a quantum theory, which is that this theory says that they created new universe when a diversion in events occurs as in the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Okay. Which I'm going to say this right now. I like that one because even people who study quantum mechanics are like, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I feel like quantum mechanics is just like this ever changing, like weird thing. So I feel like if a diversion in events occurs in a situation of quantum mechanics, which we also are constantly learning about, why couldn't this be real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just like the question for all of these. Why not? And again, yeah, we're, we're back, back at to, the first. We're back at realism or whatever. We're back to model realism. Yeah. Here we are. So the last couple are holographic, which is derived from the theory that the surface area of a space can encode the contents of the volume of the region, which is just that like space is just like there's just multiple areas that have con- different contents and we're all just living in a multiverse. Okay. I don't love that one. That one's that feels like a cop out. It does. Yeah. And then we have simulated. Oh, good. Here we oh, go. Oh, good. Okay. Which I was hoping is, this exists, would come in. Exists on a complex computer systems that simulate entire universes. There it is. I, I the gotta, matrix. I think I kind of identify with this one. I mean, I'm based on what I got going around. Either that or the shit we just came up with with the shit yeah with the angel science project yeah that's right the shit that we just came up with with the shit so we can see where i'm at mentally right now so also i wish everyone could see cassie's eyes because they're huge they're really i feel like they got progressively larger with each one that you discussed and now they're just like uh the simulation one i mean okay i'll give the last one because that's basically the end of my super brief overview of the multiverse because there's a lot to unpack yeah Literally. So the last one is is ultimate, which contains every mathematical possible universe under different laws of physics. Again, like why not? Because why I feel like not? they're constantly just they're like they're constantly finding new mathematical laws. Like branches of physics are constantly coming up with new shit like that. Like so, why not? Yeah, you know. I mean, that's my super super brief overview. But I wanted to do it because. I think I think about the multiverse and parallel universes a lot more than I should. Me too. And it's a very odd idea. 
It's a very odd idea, but is it like when you sit here and think about it, is it truly that odd? Like, I mean, it's like the is same it that concept. Implausible. Like, it's the same concept as aliens. Like, is it really that weird to think that there are other living things out there? Like, so I mean, I mean, really, like, if we're looking at just right. like, the statistics of it, like, you know, right? And we don't know, like, what I'll... the we don't know what the fabric of our universe is made of. We don't know where it's all coming from, like, whatever else. So why don't we have a bunch of blobs running around colliding into each other? Like, why don't we have like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to basically that we don't know shit yes. about where we are. We're floating on a blue ball that's circulating a a ball of magma, yes. and we're rocketing through space. We have no idea what's going on. So to all you know-it-alls, the bottom line is you don't know shit. And that's... And that's no, and that, but the fun and freeing part of that is nobody does. That's nobody why does. it's fun. I know. Literally none of us do. Um, since you touched on the floating ball in space, I, yeah. I feel this might be a good thing to share. I don't know if you saw the headlines this week, but scientists oh, were able to detect light on the far side of a black hole. What? Yeah. Like there is like such a ripple and like, I, I tried to read through it quickly, like in between, I don't know, the 65,000 calls that I had this week. But anyway, I was like skimming it and I was like, holy shit. And Philip, my basic understanding of it is like, Every once in a while, like, the weird, like, magnetic, like, flow or pool or gravitational pull or something, like, around these things will warp it in such a way. And we were able to see, like, light on the far, like, we were able to see the far side of a black hole, which means, therefore, it's not an endless pit. There's something on the other side. To they, which, I, to which, I just Googled it. Yeah. They captured light from the back of a supermassive black hole. Great song by Muse, by the way. Supermassive black hole. Yes, Great exactly. song by Muse. Yeah. 800 million light years away. Right. And don't don't white holes exist? Or are, or are they wormholes? I, I think so. So like, or, could, They might be wormholes. Could we not argue then potentially, though, that like the other side of a black hole is a wormhole and on the other side of that is another universe? Like, like, I mean, the fact that they detected something on the other side of this alone... Means there's something else. There's something else. I know. There's something there that we didn't know was there. Now somebody s- just send a rocket through there and just see what fucking happens. Yeah, like I mean, throw some camera equipment in there and see how long it lasts. But the bottom line is, I'm unfortunately with these black holes, the pressure—it's the spaghetti effect. Have you heard of that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so essentially, for those of you who don't know the spaghetti effect, if you were to travel through one of these, you would become so super like it, the the pressure and the pull and the forces like you would literally yeah. just turn into like become so strung yeah. out you would be human spaghetti. Yeah, you would just be made into a noodle. Yeah, and, and of course you wouldn't survive that. I mean, so, like, we're, you know, obviously I would say in our lifetime, we're not going to see what's on the other side of that. But now no. we know there's something on the other side of that. Hello, if it was nothingness, there wouldn't be light because light is, in fact, itself something. And the fact that it's, that we have this interpretation of black holes and now we're like, no, no, there's light in there. Yeah, like, hello. So that, there has to be something in there. Something's producing that. Either that or it's it doesn't, in fact, just go on to nothingness. And there is, in fact, another end to the black hole. So the light on the other side could be whatever the something is. So it's not necessarily something in the black hole, but the black hole is opening to something. Right. Right. But either way, it's blown apart our idea of black holes now. That's right. So I felt the need to share that because I think it ties in That's very nicely so with what we literally just talked about. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? And I don't, if anyone has seen Interstellar, that's actually based haven't. on, 
Oh, Cassie, you gotta see that. Especially okay. now that we're talking about this. Oh, good. I'm gonna drool this whole day. Yeah, big time. Yeah. But it's it has this idea of black holes and that they're not actually endless. Oh, my God. And it's based on the studies of the hypothesis of Kip Thorpe, I want to say. Oh, I've heard I could of Kip be wrong. Thorpe. I've heard but, that name. But basically, it's, I mean, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so it has to do a lot with time. But mm-hmm. it's that our understanding of time pr- it isn't right, right or could not be correct. Mm-hmm. It's just our understanding, which is fine. Yeah. But it it might not be naturally how the universe is set up, and black holes could alter our version of time. And arguably and it's just, space. Right. And it's just this idea that, like, there can't just be nothing out there. Like, yeah. we're, it, it just, it can't be. No. I'm, I feel like I'm losing my mind over the black hole thing more than anything else. I feel like how you looked after the glitches <laughs> in the Matrix episode when we were drunk. Where my one eye was going where in a different were, direction. you full on turned into a chameleon and your eyes were like, going? Oh my God. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Also, I, I just have to say this right now. If you're one of those people that wonders why we're still doing space travel and doesn't think NASA should continue to be funded, get fucked. No, because this is exactly why we need to. Don't you want these answers? Like, I do. what is the harm in people trying to figure out what's going on around us? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the essence of science at its its true backbone. Right. Explain the world around us. I mean, that's it. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't we wouldn't have physics we wouldn't have the we wouldn't understand shit we wouldn't like, have medicine we would i mean we wouldn't have any of right. this shit so modern like, structures i mean jesus everything scientists are the backbone of our entire world literally hug a scientist today hug a scientist today. but don't cuz right. the pandemic's still going on that's right if you're vaccinated your you're probably good yeah get vaccinated yeah okay uh anyway that's I wow that's fucking crazy I knew Holy you'd love shit. that shit I, I had to I, I do had love that I read it this week then you mentioned that you were covering the multiverse so I was like I need to hold on to this I need to hold this close to me wow and, and then I that was like was great I was really hoping you hadn't seen it so I could like blow your shit no I mean no because yeah. this week has been just nonsense all week it has Wow, that's fucking crazy oh so, my god everybody go on and ponder that a while do you know, do you know, like, what if to somebody else, we're, our sun is the light at the other end of their black hole? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's exactly right. Because therefore, if we see light on the other side, if they were to look into then theirs. Then they can see this. Because maybe the other side of theirs looks like a black hole to them too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And light And can, it's not a black hole. It's a tunnel. It's a tunnel. Jesus. Dude, I'm. I feel like I'm going to melt. I should have, like, maybe not recorded this standing. <laughs> like, I feel like this was a sitting episode and I'm not sitting. Cassie and I are both gripping our heads. <laughs> I know. I feel tired. <laughs> I have to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Holy shit. Is that everything wow. you had on, on the on the multiverses? I didn't mean to shanghai yeah. this. Okay, good. All right. No, no. I just I just wanted to do a super brief overview because I had a feeling we were gonna turn this. That, that this was this gonna crazy. Ha- that this was the oh, <laughs> leave me. <laughs> just leave me here to die. I can't. I can't. 
Wow, so if you guys are listening to this on some idle Sunday and you're like, whoa, these girls are insane. Listen, we know, gang. Let's, but let's also, be, so is the fucking universe. Let's make a pact to not discuss this while we're drunk at my bachelorette party because I feel like we're both going to just shut down and not have any fun. <laughs> I also just thought of like, because sometimes when I look up at the stars, like this kind of no, thing, like goes right through me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like if I glance up, you have to be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm literally going to walk over and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, what's, why did you do that? It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're agreeing on it in advance. We'll just slap each other if this happens. Like, oh! oh, my God. Wow. <sighs> wow, oh, everybody. Boy. Well, yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> everybody have fun with that. And, and even though, like, this sounds very fatalist, because I have been told that I sound like a fatalist when I'm like, time isn't real and nothing matters. I mean that in a very positive way. Yeah. Like, enjoy your life do what you want to do love the people you want to love because literally nothing matters it's a positive thing and when i say we're all gonna die one day and nothing matters i i just mean it as a realist as in we are in fact all gonna die one day so really is any of this gonna matter (laughs) right so enjoy your fucking life man might as well pick some things that make you smile along the way exactly right wow I know. Well, <laughs> I like those like three seconds of silence there. Just silence. And then I just made a horse noise because my brain <laughs> feels like it's melting out of my ears. Yeah, if anybody needs to take a moment, like, <clears throat> I think I need to take the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean, God knows we do, you know. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that was um, really cool and interesting. I'm really glad you covered it. And you did a really good job because those are like complex things and you did a really good job explaining them. Thank you, because I was very nervous. No, you crushed it. And, I mean, if anybody else is, like, really intrigued by any of those topics in particular and wants us to do, like, one of us to do a deeper Ugh. dive on, like, one of those, I don't Let know. I think know. we can't do all nine in a single episode in a deep dive. The episode will be, like, I don't know, 65 hours long. So, yeah. But I am I am going to read Brian Greene's book, which does deep dive into all these. So, I... If you want me to, I will dig into it, but let me know. Yeah, maybe I'll get the book, too. It sounds interesting. I feel like it would be up my alley. Um, yes. But, uh, wow. Um, well, here's, here's a question. Have a, have a good day, gang. Yeah, here's a question real fast. Of those yeah. theories, is there one that you guys believe in particular? Like, let us know. Yeah. And um, Are you a Matrix person? Do you believe in the simulation? Do you believe in those brains? I, I kind of dig on that one. Like that one, like I, I do like that me. one too. Um, I like the everything one because I'm kind of right there. I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure, all of them sound good to me. Why not? <laughs> Why not? And um, so I guess the takeaways are this: make sure you change your gas often, thanks to Aloha Wanderwell, and let's let's remember the crazy ladies of history that should be remembered. God bless. Uh, and um, everybody, go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think too hard. and uh, yeah, un- d- Don't stress yourself out. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, until next time. <laughs> Stay straight. <laughs> <laughs>